Awesome. Guys, as you're having a seat, um, if you want to, if you guys got your Bible, got a Bible? I hope you do. If you don't, pick up your phone, get on your phone, something. Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. There's some stuff in there that really has hit me. I don't know how many years ago I saw this in Isaiah 58, and I just, one of those times where you just outline a chapter or you just go, wow, I don't want to forget that, so for sure. Um, you guys like the worship stuff tonight? The worshiping together? Ending the year, beginning the year with worship is so awesome. I think it's really awesome. They were saying that, they, I don't know if you, did you say that you were the, the, about the CDs yet? Yeah, there's some CDs that's going to be available uh, in the dining hall right afterwards. No payments until 2022. That's <laughs> what they told me. They're free. Yeah, they are free. So, yeah, I know. So, uh, don't get them before they change their mind. So, uh, seriously on that one. So, uh, but I, they were talking about that back there. I was like, free? That's awesome, man. <laughs> they don't care about money. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Um, but it's really awesome uh, to be able to be able to be here with you guys. Um, this is your first time here, right? First time ever being up here. So, how many other people, first time you've been at Hume? Anybody, the first time you're at Hume Lake? Oh, man, not just the uh, family retreat. This is the first time I've been to one of the family, family retreats. Have any of you, are any of you guys like uh, annual, you come every year for the family? Really? This is a great way to end the year and begin the next year, I think. This is really awesome to be able to do that. And I know some of you guys had to be super disciplined in order to get here because of the storm um, this year. I heard about the, you know, Boise. And I'm like, how many days did it take you to get here? Who's from Boise again? Yeah, the Prius. I mean, you still can't, you know, it's, it's not like it's immune to snow, um, but... How long did it take you guys to get here? A couple days? You can't remember yet. I actually, did you drive through Winnemucca, Nevada? Yeah. My family, I'm just going to talk to him for a second. My, <laughs> Sherry, my wife's family lives in Winnemucca. I know you're thinking like, wow, really? If you're going Winnemucca, yeah, it's what you think it is. It's nowhere. It's just middle of nowhere in northern Nevada. But we had to leave there on Sunday to come, and that's after the storm was still going. All the stuff was still closed, and it was just getting worse and worse. We had to take a 10-hour detour from Reno to Sacramento, um, but, and it took, us, it took us 17 hours to get home. Usually it takes about seven so, uh, to get back into Fresno. Uh, so it was much easier today to come up here. I was like, this is great. This is so easy to come up here, you know? I'm actually spinning around going, this is kind of fun, a little spinning around a little bit. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, Isaiah chapter 58. Like, what are we talking about? You guys, um, I, I seriously, it had to be some discipline to get here if you're going, hey, we're committed to go. So I know I'm talking at least some people who are pretty committed people. You make a decision, you're going to go through with it. And this is the time of year where I think you start thinking about that kind of thing because at the end of the year, beginning of next year, maybe some of you are into resolutions. You make resolutions each year. And I know there's a joke about you make resolutions, then in February, you know, you forget about them. And the next, next year, you make the same resolutions. But I also believe that there's people here pretty disciplined. You make resolutions, and you, you hang with them, right? You do them, and you're committed to them. And, and we're disciplined people. And I think we understand, like, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, there's some discipline that's supposed to come with that. There's even what's called spiritual disciplines, right? I think there's seven or eight, like you can read by books, you know, about spiritual disciplines, you know, and, and then maybe it includes spiritual discipline of prayer and meditation and, um, and, and worship and, 
and Bible reading or Bible study and hey, how can I be committed and, and stick to this? And maybe some of you are thinking, those are some resolutions that I would make as a follower of Jesus, as a believer, or, or those kind of things. Not the gym and that kind of stuff, but I want to pray more. I want to pray more consistently. I want to, I want to read the word more. I want to be more consistent with that. I want, to, I want to worship more. You know what? I'm not really going to church. The COVID thing kind of put me off and I need to get back into that. And I need to get back into, you know, being in fellowship and more consistently. You guys relate to any of this stuff? You're like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And the beginning of the year is like one of those times it's pretty easy to go. It's a new year, new beginning, new reset, maybe for some of us. And we say, yeah, I want to do that. But Isaiah 58 just totally changed everything for me because I think that I'm basically, at least in most things, a disciplined person. I, I like to start projects, finish projects. Me and my wife, we have this 1923 little bungalow craftsman house that we've done projects on and rebuilt it and kind of over the years and stuff. And we begin a project, we finish the project. And my wife is really organized in that way. And I think she's rubbed off on me. And we, we do these things and we're, we're committed to doing these things. And I think I think about, in a Christian life, it includes like all these different spiritual disciplines that, we, that I feel like if I just do these certain things consistently, if I read my Bible, if I'm praying, if I'm fellowship with other, other believers on a consistent basis, if maybe, maybe I can even add into like I want to keep the Sabbath, that's a discipline, maybe there's fasting, maybe some of us are even going, I want to try fasting this year, do that discipline to, you know, to be able to do that and for, for different reasons or whatever it is, and, and you, you might think of these different disciplines and you go, if I just do that and do it consistently, then I'll be a better follower of Jesus, I'll be a better follower of this God, I'll be a better Christian, uh, and like maybe some of us who are disciplined people, we get so much hung up on the discipline that we forget what it's really all about. You know? And so if you are that person that's going to be making resolutions this year, if maybe you're just somebody who says, I just, some of the things you just mentioned, I didn't even think about it, but I do need to get to the word more. I need to pray more. I need to, I need to do these things. We'll talk about a couple of these over the next couple of days too. But, but I think before we even talk about some of these disciplines, let's talk about what these disciplines are even for what these resolutions are even for. What are they actually accomplishing? Because it's not about doing these things. It's about what these things are going to be doing to me. Do you see that? you understand that? It's not about doing a bunch of things. It's about what are these things that, that, are, that I'm doing? What will those things do in me? And if they're not doing something in me, then why am I actually even doing them? So I can cross it off my list? So I look like I'm a better Christian? What was it actually? How's it actually changing me? Is it possible? Is it actually possible to actually be doing all the right things and still at the same time not be doing anything right? Is that possible? It doesn't say, you're saying, yeah, and I, you, you already read Isaiah 58, so, um, but. You're like, yeah, that is possible. But when you think about it, it seems like that's not. You know, if I'm doing all the right things, how can I not be doing anything right? I'm doing the right things. I'm at least doing some things. Maybe I'm doing, doing not everything, but not anything. Like, what, really? And then that's when it hits me with Isaiah 58. There's a whole nation of Israel, a whole nation that was doing all the right things at this time. All the, they, they, they were so disciplined. And yet God has some incredible things to say to them that he actually had to say to me. 
maybe some, to some of us, before we actually start making the list and making, doing all these disciplines and doing these resolutions, let's step back for a second and say, hold it, what is this really all about? So let's look at it. Isaiah 58, this is Isaiah, of course, sent by God to the nation of Judah and telling them, hey, this is what God is seeing here. You need to open your eyes. You're fooling yourselves. But he says, you know, begins with cry out, cry aloud, don't hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet, declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Okay, Isaiah, I want you to tell them the sins that they're doing, they're, that they're not, they don't have it all put together. They don't, they're not doing it all right. And yet, look at verse 2, the very couple of first lines of verse 2. This is, it's crazy. God's even saying this. He goes, yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. Now, just stop right there. These people, God is actually declaring, these people seek me every single day and they delight to know my ways. I go, well, that's pretty good discipline. You know, that's, what would it mean to seek him daily? Well, is it, you know, reading God's word, maybe praying, worshiping him, spending time, you know, the, my, I got my hour, my two hours, whatever it is, I got it locked in, I'm going to be doing this daily, and delight to know my ways. Well, how am I going to know his ways? Well, it's in the book. So I'm, they're reading, they're, they're going, I want to know what this says. That sounds pretty good. And, if you, and I just want to skip the next couple lines just for a second. Because at the very end of verse 2, he actually says a couple other things that they're doing well, that they're going, oh, this is what they're doing. They, look at the last couple lines. It says, they ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. They're asking me, they're asking God, we want your will. We want your righteous judgments. And, and he says again, they delight to draw near to God. They're, when we go into a gathering of, you know, with, at the at a sanctuary, whatever it is, man, we are pumped up. We are excited about drawing near to God. You think, man, that's great. So the worship, they got the discipline of worship. They got discipline of reading God's word. They got the discipline of knowing what God's word says. They got the discipline of praying. They got all these we're going to find out they have the discipline of keeping the Sabbath. They have a discipline of fasting. They fast on a regular basis, once a week, twice a week. Of fasting. They're doing all these things. But right in the middle of verse 2, it says again, look at the beginning again. It says, yet they seek me daily and they like to know my ways. <laughs> As if they were a nation that did righteousness. They're doing all these things. As if. They're a nation that really is righteous. And, 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 and they're doing it as if they didn't forsake the judgment of their God, as if they, as if they, they have no reason at all to be under the judgment of God. They have no, as if they're doing everything right. They're doing all these right things and not doing anything right. As if they are. I thought, man, a God just hit me. He goes, you are doing all these things. PJ, you've got all these great plans. You've got all these great disciplines in your life. You are spending this time. You're consistent with it. You're doing it. You're reading. You're, you know, you're praying. You're going to the worship services. You've got, you're part of a life group. You're doing these things as if you really are. You really got it together. And seriously, in a room with this many people, I know that some of us are going, this is written to me. Because you know you've got all the stuff going on, but you also know somehow deep inside you know your life's not 
you know your life really is not a righteous life. But you're doing it all right. In fact, sometimes I would just go, man, if I could just do all these things right, it'll make up for really what I'm trying to hide here in my life. As if, as if there were a nation that did righteousness. That's confusing. In fact, I think even these people would have been confused with Isaiah telling them, hey, this is what God is telling you, you know. They're saying, well, you, but you're seeing all the things. We delight to see, seek him daily. We delight to know his ways. We delight to draw near to God. We, we want his will to be done. You know, why, what are you talking about? And, they, and you even see the confusion kind of coming out in, in verse 3. It says, why have we fasted? This is the people now talking to God. Why have we fasted and you, and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves? And you take no knowledge of it. Why, why, are, why are we, if we're, do, we're doing all these right things, we're, I mean, we're fasting. We're depriving ourselves of this food. We're depriving ourselves of these things so we can spend more time, you know, concentrating on you and doing this. And, you, and you're not even, you don't even notice it? Why? And it says, Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure, or you pursue your own business. Yeah, you're fasting. Yeah, you're reading your Bible for an hour every day. Yeah, you're praying. You're taking time to do that. Yeah, you're going to church every single week. Yeah, you're doing all these things, but you're still, your life is still about you. When you do your fast, you're depriving yourself of food, but you're indulging yourself. He says, you, you, and he says, and you press all your workers. You, you go to church on Sunday, and you're like, man, I'm all about this, I'm all about this. But Monday through Saturday, you're the same person that you've always been, and treating the people at work that you've, how you've always treated them. You're, you're not really any different. It's not, and you're doing all these things, but you're not allowing these things to do something in you. Man, behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight. And to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your, make your voice be heard on high. You're, you're doing all these disciplines, but your, your life is not any different. You know, it's, it's, it really is. And I know we have these bad days. So I know it's, sometimes it's just days like this. I think even Jason said, like, you know, some of you took such a long drive up here. You know, you were fight, you know, it got into a fight, a quarrel, whatever. And like, okay, now we're driving into camp. Okay, we need to get it together, you know. And we'll finish the fight when we're driving home. Um, but how many times is how, you know, it, it's kind of cliche, but it's, I, I, it's true. I mean, how many Sundays or whatever, you're like, okay, we got to go to church. That's the discipline. We're going to do this. We're going to go to this gathering. And it is like tooth and nails. I mean, it's like t- horrible. I mean, it's everything that you can't. I mean, when you say there's fighting and there's quarreling, and you're like, hey, that's us. And that's, you know, trying to get everybody, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, but you're all showered, so you look clean. And, and you know, and you come out, and you got, you know, you come out, hey, good morning, good morning, yeah, everything's great. But you know things are not great. You just, it was a quiet ride, or it was a yelling ride, whatever it was. And then when you get done, you go back in your car, and now you got to go back to whatever you were doing. Oh, I got to get back, I got to, you know, I got to watch the Buccaneers play when I get home, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm a Buccaneers fan. It's, it's been a hard thing for me, you guys. Because I've never been a Brady fan. So, 
I'll talk to you about that later. But we'll have a, we'll have a whole meeting on it. So, um, but, but, you, but you get back in, and you just go back to the fighting and quarreling. As if nothing even happened. That we go in our lives, and you, you know, if I go, man, if I'm spending an hour in God's word, is, is, is that, that discipline going to get God's attention? Or is he going to be looking to see what that hour in God's word is changing my life for the next 23 hours before I go into his word again? I'm fasting for a day, and I'm fasting, and I'm doing this fast, and everything. Is that really going to make a difference, or is it after that fast that I've concentrated and got my focus back on God, and I've, I've actually kind of disciplined myself to be able to deprive myself, so I'm going to deprive myself of these other things that really do matter, because ha- deprive myself of a hamburger doesn't really matter to God. But there's other things that if I have that discipline and I can reply, apply it to the rest of my life, then that might start mattering. And he's, that's, like, that's what he says in verse five. He goes, is such the, the fast that I choose? Okay, is this, what it, is this what it means to fast? A day for a person, a day, I think that's a key, uh, key there, for, uh, for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is, it, is a fast really about the fast? Is it really about the day of depriving yourself and humbling yourself? That's it. What, if I'm, I'm humbling myself for one day and the next six days I'm proud? What, what is that? And you think, well, if that's not it, if it's not doing these disciplines, then what is it? How is it that it's supposed to be affecting my life and changing my life? And he says, let me tell you what I'm looking for. It says in verse 6 and 7, he says, he goes, is not this the fast that I choose? It's not about the fast. He goes, this is the kind of fast I want. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. This, this is a fast that, that I want. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? In other words, don't, don't, don't ex- exclude yourself from other people, but be engaged with other people, even in the, in the, in the mud of other people. Like, I'm going to be engaged with you, and you're hurting, and I'm, I'm going to engage with you, and I'm going to enter into this, this fray with you. That, he goes, isn't that the kind of fast I'm looking for? And I'm reading that, I'm going, there's nothing in there about not eating. Come on. I mean, that's fasting. fasting. I'm not going to eat today. I'll drink some water, whatever else. I'll go three days or whatever. I'm going to do this fast. And whenever we say, hey, I'm fasting, well, we all know what that is. You're not eating. Now, the reasons why you're doing it, it could be one, whatever it is. Do you see? It's amazing. He says, I don't, that's not what I'm talking about when I want you to fast. That might be a symbolic thing. That you do, if, you, if that helps you to be able to remember how to really fast, then that would be great. Because a real fast is not fasting from food. You know what it is? It's fasting from me. It's fasting from me. That's, the whole, that's what it should be reminding me of, what it should be doing. Is it not to, is it not to loose the, the bonds of wickedness, undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go? Who's that about? Other people. Isn't it about me getting my eyes off of me and putting my eyes on other people, not indulging myself, not feeding myself? 
But isn't it about doing things for other people? Isn't it to share your bread with the hungry? Somebody's hungry, you feed them. If somebody's naked, you cover them. Somebody doesn't have a place to live, you give them a place to live. Isn't it about getting my eyes off of myself and all the needs that I need to have be made for me and fast from me and live for God and others instead? That's it, right? These guys were doing a great fast every week and they weren't fasting at all. They were just eating it up. Man, that just hits me. That these disciplines that I have, like I said, read the Bible, read God's word for an hour. How is it changing my life for the next day? If I'm going to a worship gathering on a Sunday, how is it changing? How is that coming out? How am I not just worshiping for two hours on a Sunday? How is that making me realize that I need to worship him every single moment of the day and continue to worship and worship. Well, how is that day of fasting making me go, I need to fast every day. Every day is a fast. And after this week, and I hope you're able to say, hey, I'm still fasting. Somebody's going, man, you've been fasting for like a week. Are you, yeah, I'm going I'm to go for the whole year. That's my goal. <laughs> and then you, can, you tell them, you're like, no, it's not about fasting from food. I want to I stop devouring myself. I just want to devour God and I just want to be there for other people and meet their needs. And that's, I, I'm done with myself. I just want to fast for me. He says, man, and then it says in verse 8, he says, then, then shall your light break forth like dawn. Your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go, righteousness shall go before you. That's when your, your life will really be changed and your glory of, of the Lord shall be in your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Your relationship with God will be exactly what it needs to be because you're, you're, you're living the life that he's always called you to live, not just by doing certain things, but by living a certain kind of life, different kind of life. It's, it's not about like... Knowing the gospel more or being grateful for the gospel more. And those things are important. Knowing the gospel more, being grateful for the gospel, those things are important. But you know what? Those are means to an end. That's not the end for me to just know this more and be grateful for this to happen in my life. What should be happening is it changes me so much that it spills out into other people's lives that we would show and share the gospel with other people. And when I, when I say, like, live out the gospel, you ever heard that term, like, hey, live out the gospel? I hear that term sometimes and, like, hey, show the gospel. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea what the person's really talking about. But we're saying, yeah, you know, that's great. Live out, live out the gospel. What does that even mean? And, and it's the attitude of the gospel that that should always be what, what ingrains in us, what, what always comes out of us. And when I say the attitude, the foundation of the gospel, the gospel, look, simply is this. Someone sacrificing themselves for the good of someone else. That's the essence of the gospel. The mood of the gospel. That's the life that God says, I want you to live that kind of life. And if these disciplines aren't making you more, live out the gospel. Know the gospel. Understand the gospel. Be grateful for the gospel. But then let it be so ingrained in you that you live out. You look for opportunities to demonstrate the gospel to other people. That's when we're getting somewhere. And if these things aren't doing that, then what are we really doing? But if you do, 
then your relationship with me is exactly what it needs to be. You are a child of mine. You're acting just like the child, Jesus, of mine. And you're a child, a brother of him. You're, 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 you're being Jesus to the people around you. He goes in verse nine, verse 9, the rest of verse 9, it says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, he goes back to like, this is what a fast looks like. And the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you, if you stop doing that, if you pour yourself out, look at Pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted. See somebody hurting and say, I'm there for you because it's not about me anymore. I'm fasting from me. My needs don't matter anymore. I'm here for you. Just like Jesus was here for us. He gave up his life for us. And when we demonstrate that, then man, what an incredible message it is when we explain the gospel to other people. I'm just going to keep reading here, but it even goes to a Sabbath, and let me just hit on that too. But he says in verse 11, he says, And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. He will make you into something you've never inside, inwardly. You see this how it's inwardly. And you, and you shall be... I love this. You shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And they go, that's what I want to be. Do you understand what he's saying there? Because a water, you're, he's, he's not saying you'll, you'll be in a watered garden. Do you notice he doesn't say that? You'll be in a watered garden and springs will be there for you. And you're going to have, I mean, you're going to get everything that you, he says, you'll be the watered garden. You'll have springs come out of you. Well, who's that for? You? It's for somebody else. You will be living the life that God has always called you to be. I mean, being the image of God and demonstrating that and being the light in the world and salt. and you, God, It's all coming together now for me. Your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt and, and shall raise up at the foundations of many generations. You'll be there. You'll be like a city that people will be safe in. You, you shall be called the repairer of the breach. Not only will, you know, I'm not saying you'll be repaired, you're going to be, you'll be called a repairer and the restorer of streets. How would you like to be used by God in that way in 2022? That's, that's what this stuff is for. He says, if you turn your foot, and then, then he talks about the Sabbath. He goes, if you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure, again, doing your own business, or talking idly, then you shall be a delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I, he will restore us. He restores us so that we can be restorers for other people. It's the means to the end. But you notice what he says about the Sabbath, too. You know, hey, I don't know, maybe some of you actually, like, practice. Hey, we're gonna, we, we like to take a, a day and rest, right? And we Sabbath, and we do that thing some of us do. Maybe some of us are going, I, I, don't, I don't do that. That's okay. But let's just say some of us that do, we go, okay, so Friday, and maybe you do it actually on the actual Sabbath. Friday, sundown, Saturday, sundown. That's the Sabbath. We say, okay, I'm going to stop working here. I'm not going to be working here. And he, again, he changes the Sabbath. He goes, look, it's not about not working. It's about not working for you. 
It's about not doing your own business. Do you remember Jesus and the the Pharisees actually had this thing about it? Because Jesus would heal people on on the Sabbath, and he would help people on the Sabbath. He would work. He would do things. And Jesus is going, man, you guys are missing it. It's about not working for you. It's never stopped serving other people. Somebody else is in trouble on the Sabbath, and you're going to go, sorry, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Because I'm honoring God today. And I get that. It's it's out of the, the right I guess, you know, the, the right motive, but we're missing what it's about. It's about not working for me. It sounds a lot like the fast. I fast for myself. And it reminds me of Hebrews chapter four where, man, the writer of Hebrews brings in this whole new attitude about Sabbathing. He says, if you remember in Hebrews four, he says, there's a Sabbath day, but that Sabbath day is symbolic. The Sabbath day is to show us that there is a Sabbath that we always enter into. Where we stop working for ourselves. And we allow God to work in us and through us and serve other people. That's that's a Sabbath. So if we practice a Sabbath for a certain day, physically practice it, I hope that it wouldn't be we practice that Sabbath for the day. And every other day after that, until the next Sabbath, we work really hard for ourselves is you're missing it. It should be reminding you that you never work for yourself. Every day should be a Sabbath. Every single day should be a time that I rest from me. I'm resting from my work. I'm relying on his work and his work alone. You hear that term, I rest in Jesus. I rest in Christ. Let's rest in Christ. Let's enter into that rest and permanently enter into that that rest. In Christ, Starts with salvation. I cannot work to get to him. I cannot work to get my salvation. And the next day, I don't start working. The next day, I continue to rest. I continue to go, I still can't do it today. Just like I couldn't do it to get here, and I can't do it to take the next step either. I can never do it. I'm going to rest in him. I'm going to Sabbath. And I'm going to fast. That's what it's about, and it's not doing it for a day. It's not doing these disciplines for an hour. It's not doing it in two hours. I'm taking my time to do this. It's about what those things are doing and changing and making our lives look more like the gospel the rest of the time. That's what it's about. So I want to challenge us for this week. This weekend. We'll call it a weekend. (laughs) For this couple of days, I'm going to ask you that you would join me, or maybe I'll try to join you, in actually doing a fast. So for the next three days, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, let's all decide to, to actually fast. Jason, before you call the kitchen and tell them to cancel all the meals... And you're like, oh no, what am I gonna, red, oh no, red alert, red alert, what are we gonna do? You know, are these people actually not gonna eat for the next three days? Um, you guys know I'm not talking about not eating the brownie that's afterwards, or cookies, or whatever they're gonna have in there. What are they gonna have in there? Cookies? Yeah, because I'm gonna be eating some cookies. <laughs> but what I'm challenging us to do is to actually do the discipline of fasting 
that God really cares about. And the discipline of a Sabbath. How about we Sabbath for the next three days? How about we fast for the next three days and see what it looks like? Let's fast from ourselves. Just because it's not going to be about me. And if we're all going to do that, if you've got a family that's doing that, you're going to have some fights, but they're going to be awesome fights. No, I'm going to serve you. No, I'm serving you. <laughs> that's fine. Outdo one another, as it says in Romans chapter 12. Outdo one another in, serve, in serving and honoring each other. But let's fast. Maybe go, go in your room tonight and just say, God, I just want to begin the discipline. I want to end this year with fasting. I want to end this year on a Sabbath. I'm done trying. I'm done trying to work so hard. I'm done living my life for me. And I just, it's not going to be about me anymore. And then begin this next year on Saturday with a fast. Begin this next year with a Sabbath. Resting from us. Fasting from us. That's our challenge. I'll have another one tomorrow night. And you can have another discipline tomorrow morning. I think worship if you guys are going to do devotional. And that worship isn't just for that hour. It's to remind us to worship continually as well. I pray for us. God, thank you again for uh, this uh, night to begin this weekend, this time of ending this year, beginning a new year. And God, I do pray that you would show us if there's some disciplines in our lives, if there's some spiritual disciplines that are so good to do, that if there's something we need to push reset on, if we need to get back to something, if maybe this last year or the last couple years have gotten us so messed up with so many changes in the world around us that we've gotten away from doing things the way you'd want us to do them. I, God, show us that. But God, I pray that we would not make a list of things and go, okay, check, 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 doing these things every week. But God, we would allow you and your word and your spirit to make the changes that really need to be made in our lives, that we wouldn't fast for a day, we wouldn't Sabbath for a day, we wouldn't let God's word, you know, study God's word for an hour, but we would allow God's word to study us and change us for all the 23 rest of the hours, that we wouldn't spend an hour in prayer, but we would be in an attitude of prayer and dependence on you all the time. And God, show us what these disciplines look like, not as certain things that we do, but a but how you want to change our lives and live our lives differently as we make these resolutions or whatever you want to call them for this year. God, may we not be like the nation of Israel, which I think some of us have to be honest and say we have been. We're just doing things, the right things, but not, we're not really doing and living any, any way that's right. God, convict us of that as, as well. And thank you for being a forgiving and patient God that is a God that always, seems to always say, okay, let's start again. Let's go from here. God, show us what that looks like for this year. In your name, amen.